All right, today I'm talking about taking steps of faith. Before we go, I just really want to take a moment and say thank you so much to everyone who turns up. Thank you to everybody who's at home who tunes in. And if I just want to take a second and invite you guys at home. If you've never been to a service, or maybe it's been a while since you've been to the service, can I encourage you to take a step of faith, to come down. And who was here this morning at 8.30 for free tea and coffee? Put your hand up. Yeah, who, who, in, who was here for the, now put your hands down. Who was here for the nine o'clock prayer meeting this morning? It was just an awesome opportunity to come at 8.30. You have free tea and coffee, good coffee too. Where's Justin this morning? Justin, you make great coffee, proper, proper cafe coffee, none of that instant muck, you know. And so I just want to encourage you guys, church doesn't start now. Church has already started. Church started when we gathered together as a body of believers. Church started when you took a step of faith and left the comfort of your home. And so if you haven't been for a while, or maybe you haven't been ever, I really encourage you, come down at 8.30 for a free tea and coffee, stay for the nine o'clock prayer meeting and team check-in, and then enjoy a fantastic service with all your friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. And everybody said... All right, can we take the boom, boom, boom out of my noise? And that would be really good. We're talking this morning about taking steps of faith. Steps of faith. And I just, as I was sitting on the front row, I got the whole message. And we're going to read through Genesis this morning. We're going to talk about Abraham and Genesis chapter 12. But, you know, as I was sitting there this morning, I was literally just sitting there and I thought, man, God, these people have already taken a step of faith. Some of you this morning already got out of bed when you didn't want to leave the comfort of your home. Some of you this morning have already made a decision to follow after Jesus. Some of you this morning, I can see Kelsey laughing. Is that your husband, Jack, next to you? Is it, was he the one who didn't want to come this morning? And you're like, oh, come on. And he's like, oh, I'll take a step of faith. And now I'm embarrassing him from the pulpit. And so, Jack, it was really nice seeing you for the last couple of years. I'm sorry, I won't see you for a few more months till you forgive me. And you know, How about we move back on with the message? That'd be a wonderful idea right now. And Kelsey will say, that's great, Phil. Thank you so much. Guys, we haven't got the scriptures up this morning due to technical difficulties, so why don't you get your phone out and your Bibles out if you've got a Bible. If anyone has a Bible, that'd be really cool. How many people still bring their Bibles to church? How many people have a paper Bible that they bring to church? You guys. <laughs> hands started to go up until I said paper and they just put their hands back down again. <laughs> Good on you. Gav, Gav's got a paper Bible. I love it. We got the house lights up. We're going to read from Genesis chapter 12. We're talking about the call of Abraham. If you've been following us, we're talking at JC this year. We're going through all the big stories of the Bible. And today we've come to basically the father of our faith. And if you know this song, feel free to join in. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, right arm, Father Abraham. We're going to stop right there. Pro predominantly because I said right arm and put my foot out and it's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So if you've got your Bible open to Genesis chapter 1, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, we're going to read. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, through you, because of you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Lot went with him. 
And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions. Everyone say, all their possessions. That's important. I just need you to get that for a moment. All their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. You know, whenever we soak the scriptures, we go through this and we ask the first question, who is this speaking to? And, and then we're going to go to ask the next question, who is speaking? So we know who he's speaking to. He's speaking to Abram. And when we ask the question, we say, who is speaking? And we know it's the Lord who's speaking because he said, the Lord said to Abram. So we started that. If you were here last week, we talked about the three ways to check your foundation. We said we asked three incredible questions that expose the foundations of your life. Number one, we ask what we're building. Number two, we ask why we are building it. And number three, we ask who we are building it for. And then we reverse the order because we said, really, if you get the who right, everything else sort of seems to sort itself out. If you can determine in your own heart, in your own head, who you are going to follow, who you are going to listen to, who is going to be the Lord of your life, who will direct your paths, and who you will be watching, following after, if you get the who right, then the rest of the things seem to sort themselves out. So I want to take that thought this morning and put it into this passage. We've got the who, haven't we? The Lord. The, who is it? The Lord. The Lord said to Abram, now we don't know whether the Lord said to Abram in a verbal voice. Some people I know hear from God and they hear that voice and it's a voice of thunder and majestic waters and that's wonderful. I don't hear God like that, but I hear God. I hear God in the whisper, not in my ears, but in my heart. I hear God with a thought that I wasn't thinking and it seems so strange, yet it brings a peace and a comfort. Even if it brings a challenge, that's how I hear God. I hear God in ways that are unique and special to me and God speaks to me here, not here. And I know that when these stories are being written, when these accounts are being written, it doesn't ex necessarily explain or express how Abram heard it, but we know that Abram heard God. We know he knew who it was. We know that. And we're gonna go from the who and can I jump over to the why? Why would I go out of here? Why would I leave this? Why would I do this? Because I'm going to bless you and through you, hello Kelly, God bless, and through you, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to cause your name to be made great. And through you, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. So we've got the who is talking and then we've got the why am I going to do this? Yeah, we've got these two, haven't we? You good to that? Who's talking? The Lord. Why is he going to step out and go and do this? Because, well, because I'm going to be blessed. Well, because I'm, my name's going to be made great and I'm going to be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. I'm going to go with that because I'm going to be obedient to who is talking to me. I'm going to go with that. But if you're like me, sometimes you can figure out that we've got the who and we've got the why and it's the bit in the middle that I don't really like. Sometimes the who is really clear and the why is probably pretty clear. Not always, but sometimes. But it's this bit in the middle, the what. I don't like that bit sometimes. The what or how to arrive at the why. God meets this man and he says, I want you to do these things. I want you to leave these areas. I want you to leave your country I want you to leave your friends. 
I want you to leave your family and I want you to go to a land that you haven't seen. I want you to take a step of faith. Who's talking? God. Why is he talking? Verse two, because if you take the step of faith, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna make your name famous and through you all the nations are going to be blessed. I really like the who and I really like the why. I just don't like the what. Does anyone else get stuck on the what? I get stuck on the what. Because I think sometimes that I know God's talking to me and I know that he's after my best and I know he wants my best. I know he wants the best for me. He wants the best for my marriage. He wants the best for my ministry. He wants the best for my life. He wants the best for me, always, always. He never wants to take me somewhere where it's not gonna be healthy or beneficial to me in some way or another at some point in the future time. But what I really struggle with sometimes, and if you're like me, I think we'll all agree, we struggle with the, with the bit in the middle, the, the what. What is he told to do? He's told to leave. The what is where the step of faith becomes massive. The what is huge. What is he asking him to do? I want you to leave. Everyone say leave. <laughs> I want you to get out of your country, okay? From your family, okay? from your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. I want you to leave behind three things. It's like God whispers, hey, I really wanna bless you. But in order for me to bless you, there's some things you're gonna to have to deal with. In order for me to bless you, there's some things I need you to let go of. In order for me to bless you, and in order for you to become who I'm calling you to be and be the blessing I'm calling you to be, there are some things you're going to have to leave behind. So the message to Abraham, I love it because it's a message to Abraham, but it's also a message to me. It's a message to you. See, I believe that here this morning, people watching online, God has whispered to you. He's whispered promises to you. He's whispered, I'm going to bless you. He's whispered secrets that only you and him know. And he's painted a picture of a future where you are blessed, where your family is blessed, where your finances are blessed, where your ministry is blessed, where the life is blessed, and where you're a blessing to other people. And he's whispered that. But it's come with a what. And he said, in order for you to get to here, there's some things you're going to have to deal with. There's some things you're gonna to have to let go of. There's some things you're gonna to have to leave behind. And I wonder today as I was preparing this message, I wonder, and I don't put your hands up, but I wonder who's heard God whisper to them. Perhaps you haven't recognized God's voice whispering yet. And, and after this message, you're gonna go, man, that, that, I now know that that was God's voice whispering to me. I'm not that clever to come up with this on my own. That was God whispering to me. That was God wanting to direct me and take me in a new direction. Maybe your marriage is in a bit of a mess. Maybe your money's in a mess. Maybe your ministry's in a mess. Maybe you have no purpose in life and, and God's whispering to you and he's going, hey, listen, I can see you and I see where you are, but in order for me to bless you, I would 
like to invite you to take a journey with me. I would like to invite you to let go and leave certain things behind. And what an incredible step of faith that Abram had. And he set an example for us as he left these things behind. Number one, he left behind his country. Abram was living in Haran, which is just a little bit south of Ur, which is part of Mesopotamia. And if you're thinking, you know, like Ur is this kind of backwater town, you are sadly mistaken. Mesopotamia was the world superpower at the time. Some of the pyramids had been built, but not all of them. Mesopotamia had writing before Egyptian hieroglyphics. Mesopotamia had cities and structure before Egyptian hieroglyphics. Mesopotamia had mathematics and astronomy and all these things had already come out of Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia was like a superpower. Mesopotamia wasn't some simple backward country place where it's like, oh, I want to invite you to leave. No, no, when he was invited to leave, he was invited to leave something that was incredibly significant already. Abram wasn't already poor, by the way. It's not like Abram was like, you know, really poor and he was losing everything. He had nothing left. It's like, you know, sometimes you meet people. It's like, I followed Jesus. I reached the end of my road. Abram didn't. How do we know? Because verse four said, didn't it? Verse four said that he, he left and he took his livestock with him and he took those who had been a part of him when he was in Haran and he took light and he took his wealth and he took his riches and he took everything with him. So he was already what we would call what the world may determine as blessed. I know I may be reading too much into it and that's okay. It's preacher's license. I'm okay with that. You can tell me later like, oh, that's not true. I don't care. The scripture says that Abram left with something and he left something that was already significant. He left religious practices. We tend to think of Ur as this kind of little backwater, or at least I do, I did. And all of a sudden I was reading through archaeological studies that showed how prosperous Mesopotamia actually was. And so God was inviting Abram to leave the familiar and step into the unknown. Inviting him to leave the familiar and step into the unknown. He was inviting him to leave behind his identity. He was inviting him to leave behind his family, his father's household, the culture that he inherited, the culture of the world, the religious systems. And I just, as I'm preparing this, I'm thinking, what is God asking you to leave behind? What is it that he's speaking to you about today and saying, hey, listen, while you're cleaving to that, I can't take you to where I want you to be. I was pondering on, I'll just apologize now to my wife and then we'll come back to this. So I'm really sorry. I was pondering on my marriage and, and how I, I want a better marriage. Our marriage is great. We've been together for 28 years. It was our anniversary yesterday. That's pretty special. And mostly my wife still loves me, I think, <laughs> till I preach on a Sunday morning. I'm just joking. But I still believe that God has more for my marriage. I still believe that God can cause me to be more blessed and more influential in my marriage. It's, uh, I'm jumping. That's why Jamie and Lisa are putting on the marriage course where 30 people come and have their marriages restored, strengthened, not restored, but sometimes just strengthened, sometimes restored and strengthened and equipped and empowered for further on down the track. I believe God has more for my marriage. But one thing I know 
For my marriage to improve, I've got to take a step of faith. For my marriage to improve, I've got to step away from what community defines as normal sometimes. Because the world defines normal as if you're not getting your needs met, you leave. That's normal in our culture. 50% of the marriages attest to that. But the Bible says, Phil, I got something better for you. But you're going to have to leave that way of thinking behind. Maybe some of you have been brought up with great parents who had a wonderful marriage, but chances are some of you were brought up where the marriages fell apart, where the toxicity in the home was quite high, where there was problems in the household. And we grow up and we learn a certain way of thinking and a certain way of evaluating, and a certain way of looking at our partner or our life through that lens. And God says, I want to invite you to leave behind your father's ways. If you want to walk into a blessed marriage, then you need to leave behind that way of doing things. You know the way your dad used to talk to your mum or your mum used to talk to your dad when they were agitated, angry with each other? Yeah, I want to invite you to leave that behind. Can you see how the message of Abram isn't just a message to Abram, it's a message to us? Because whether it's your marriage or your ministry or finances or whatever it might be, you have to take a step of faith. You have to determine that some of the things that the world holds normal, God doesn't class as normal. You have to determine that some of the ways the world operates isn't the way God wants you to operate. Dan stood on a side of a road the other day with some, can we, can we just, you know, careful, some clown who's just plowed into the back of him. The world would say, get out and get angry. <coughs> Excuse me. The world would say, be furious about that. The world would say, give him a piece of his mind. What was the guy doing? He wasn't watching where he was going. He was following too close. He was driving too fast. Tell him all of his faults straight away. Some of you grew up in families where that's what mum and dad would have immediately done. Flung out of that car and gone and got at him. But God says... I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to leave that stuff behind. Even on the side of the road with the heat and the frustration of tow truck drivers, I want you to share a seed of hope and restoration into this man's life. Can you see that? We all say, God, I want to be used by you. But when he whispers, we don't want to leave what we know and step into something new. You know, when God talked to me about going to Bible college, I was already paying off a house. And I already had a beautiful house and I had two beautiful kids and I had a wife who was on maternity leave and God begins to whisper about going to Bible college and I've got to make a choice. I knew the who was talking and I knew the why. I knew he was pointing me towards ministry, but the what, that bit in the middle, what to do? Like, will you leave this? Anyone else have that moment? Where you think, well, that, I know I've got you in my illustration, Barry, you're the next one. Barry leaves being a lecturer at a fantastic prominent university at the top upper echelons of his field. Good money thrown at him. Beautiful women in his class. I have no idea whether that was true. I just threw that in. We could have left it out, but it was funny. We'll move on quickly. Really quick. I'm still stuck there. Moving on. 
And God speaks to him about being a Christian counselor. He says, I want you to leave this. And it's like, what? You want me to leave my friends? You want me to leave my faculty? You want me to leave the finances of being a senior lecturer at a university? You want me to leave being flown around? You want me to leave that? Why? I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make you a blessing to other people. I'm going to cause you to be the best Christian counselor around. I'm going to give you a ministry that you've never even dreamed of. But in order for you to get to here, I need you to leave the comfort, leave the familiar, leave the friends. Some of you, God's calling you to do something and your family doesn't want you to do it. And God's saying, I need you to leave the family in order to walk where I'm calling you to walk. You follow me this morning. Father Abraham was a man of faith who took steps of faith. And we are called to follow that example. When Jesus walked along the shores and he saw James and John, what did he say to them? Come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left everything behind and went and followed him. What did they leave behind? They left behind their friends, their family, their future, their finances. They left it all behind to go and follow him. I think sometimes when God's calling you, you know who and you know why, but you, we just don't always like the what he's calling us to do. We don't always want to leave the comfortable. We don't always want to leave the familiar, the security, the stability. I want to encourage you this morning to take that step of faith. You know, sometimes that step of faith means forgiving somebody even when they've wronged you and you don't want to forgive them. That's a step of faith, isn't it? it you guys are all very quiet this morning. Tell me, when somebody wrongs you, what's the world's way of looking at that? Get even? Give them a piece of your mind? Justice? Revenge? What's God's way? Turn the other cheek. Forgive them. Bless those who curse you. He says, I need you to leave the culture and the country the way that country does things. I need you to leave that and step over here if you want to walk into something new. You're going to have to take a step of faith. You're going to have to sometimes forgive them before they've even asked for forgiveness. Sometimes we give with a generous heart before we receive. Sometimes we take a step of faith first. And we leave behind the comfort and the familiar. Are you getting that this morning? I want to invite the worship team to come back this morning. And I want to just spend a moment. They're, they're just so comfortable now. I just looked at Beck and she's like, really? Like, this is so nice. I was just kind of enjoying this zone. But these messages aren't just to give you information but to bring you a place of transformation. The messages aren't just information where you go, yeah, yeah, Abraham did that. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. No, no, no. This moment that we're about to enter into, what I really want to encourage you to do is to seek God for yourself. 
to go, God, I'm hearing you and I know it's you who's talking because I don't come up with that stuff. And, and my family didn't teach me that and the world system didn't teach me that and the culture didn't teach me that. You are talking to my heart and you're asking me to give something up to take a step of faith, to leave a thought or opinion or a way behind and to take a step of faith. And I'm inviting you this morning to tune into your heavenly father and to take that step of faith. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.